than my madness. I will literally never read them. Hello, hello there. Literally, your pants, dude. You are hilarious, bro. There literally is like no method to the madness. Dude, your your pantsless again. Oh, that's what you need to do. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at that little thing. <laughs> hello. Kyle, hello, dude. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh my hello, god. Hello, this hello, is, this... hello, hello, hello. Dude, save hello. this for your for hello. your OnlyFans, bro. Hello. 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 Bro, hello. save this for your Oh. Hello. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> Ah, uh, a full moon. <laughs> Dude, wait. Oh my god. That's what you Hold needed on. to do? My... Dude, your headphones back on. <laughs> Hang on, I just need to do something really fast. I thought you were going to like go to the bathroom, but you're just like Here's no, my full moon. Dance it out. Dude, you're hilarious. I just saw Lunakai's full moon. Okay, so dude, why don't you invite us back in? Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> this is No Method to the Madness with Lunakai and Maticus. Um, I am Maticus, and I'm here as always with my co-host. Lunakai! You say it like that every time. Lunakai! What's up, guys? It's <laughs> Lunakai! <laughs> Shout out for, for all those bigo beans. Shout out for... Shout out to all those uh, hot, <laughs> hot mamas. <laughs> the mamas, the baby, the baby's mamas, mamas, the mamas, mamas. Exactly. Ah, uh, welcome, shout welcome. Out, what shout are, out to nineteen two thousand early two thousands outcast. Go ahead. Sorry, shout what? Shout out to nineteen eighty nine and above and below. Whoever you are. Okay, let's not get too off track. Go ahead. Are already off to a great start. <laughs> already off to a wonderful start. <laughs> You go ahead. What are we talking about today, Lunakai? So, uh, today we are talking about uh, drugs and our opinions, or, or not opinions, or sorry, like our experiences, opinions, like thoughts, like all of that with them. And um, Maticus here is going to share a story with us um, that I believe and many others is profound. I'm going to need about tree 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, need about tree 50. Yes. <laughs> I am here to, yeah, tell you a little bit about my, my experience with the drugs, um, and alcohol, uh, mainly, uh, LSD because don't, don't fuck with that shit or do if, if you're in the right environment. But, um, yeah, I'm so basically, um, I had a pretty peppered past as a young man, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, I started getting into, uh, drugs and alcohol, marijuana, um, oxycotton, uh, various, just the gambit, um, gamut, not gambit. That's a, that's a video game. um and it was uh i would say kind of intense as as a as a young teenager i was skipping class and just not doing the right things um it was kind of a 
a really tumultuous time in my life. Um, but so I, the, I know you had a crazy, sorry to cut you off, but I know, you, I know you had a crazy experience with LSD that really changed your life. And I, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you feel today as if that experience even today affects you. Um, can you talk about that? So the main way that it affects me is that um, I pretty much lost like five solid years of youth. And uh, like during college years, I lost like five years um, because I was... What does that mean? It means that like I wasn't present. Like I was hallucinating and having like deep psychosis for like five straight years. So how it affects me today is like pretty much just erase five years. And like, I started over when I was like 24, 25. Like, were you homeless? No, I was just, that's just a block of time that literally like I was not in what you and I would call reality today. How are you possibly functioning? How are you eating? How are you living? How are you paying bills? All of that. I was, I wasn't, I mean, from 18 until let's see, 22, um, I was living with my uncle, I was living with friends, um, my uncle and aunt, I was living with my mom, um, I was working, but I was not, um, I was having psych like psych psychological breaks, um, I was trying to go to school at the same time, um, I lived with my dad at one point, he said, I can't handle this, like, you, you're, like, you're so mentally ill, like, um, yeah, it was uh, a period of time that pretty much got erased. Um, and, and like, <laughs> I was working and I, I mean, I, there, I had periods of time where it was, it was good, like it, where it you know, was better than others. But um, for the most part, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I lost jobs. I um, had to quit a few places. Um, yeah, my family was like, what do we do with this guy? <laughs> Um, so that's kind of how I would say, um, so why don't you really quickly run us through what the experience was exactly? So, uh, okay. So it was about, I was about, um, let's see, I was 17 turning 18 that month. So it was August, um, of 2007. Yeah. 2007 when we graduated, I graduated. Yeah. Um, and I was like really excited to try LSD, except for I kind of wasn't. And I was visiting my dad at the time. And uh, my friend had been doing acid for a while, for like a couple of weeks. And he was really enjoying himself. And like he and I did everything together. We did, we first smoked weed together. We, he, I, like we drank together. We first tried cocaine together. I mean, we were like best friends. Um, not for only that reason. But um, I was kind of, I was like kind of excited and then I got got home and he kind of confronted me and was like dude I have a really great birthday present for you um and then it turned out it was the acid and I was like um I don't want to do this like I really have a bad feeling about this and he was like come on man like don't be such a wuss like kind of really peer pressuring me and I I was really not into it I really didn't want to do it um but I ended up doing it um with a lot of convincing and basically the first one do you was, take responsibility for that just out of curiosity 
Um, peer pressure is really a, a weird one for me where, I mean, I like said no, like so many times. Um, so I don't know that I've, I know that I've read an article about peer, peer pressure and that you basically don't have any power in that situation. Yeah. But, um, okay. Anyways, continue. I didn't, of, I didn't, it, I didn't really want to cut you off from what you were saying. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. That's a hard one for me to answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do take responsibility for it because I did it, if that makes sense. But I think peer, pre peer pressure is really fucked up and does not help you make a solid decision. Um, so basically, the first hit went okay, and then, you know, I took two more hits because he thought it would be a great idea. I didn't really know if it was a great idea or not, but um, I just spun out of control and basically had, like, the proverbial bad trip like I was worried about I started getting paranoid I was worried about the cops um I was worried that my best friend and our other friend that joined us later were trying to kill me but they weren't uh, I thought I had like a you know I thought the government was like tracking me and like I mean all this stuff and um it's that's I say proverbial because it's kind of like the the classic bad trip of like you get extremely paranoid and um and what I would say is that it just never stopped until I got on medication. And, um, I mean, I was with, uh, I was with Rachel at the time. And what do you mean it never stopped? It didn't stop for, um, and who's Rachel? A while. I say five years, uh, but I would say it was probably, I mean, cause that's like how long it was kind of affecting me, like off and on where I would have like deep psychosis moments. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like it just never. I my the bad trip never ended. Where I was still continuing to like. In fact, I started to uncover more about this world that I was creating in my head. These conspiracies and all this. Like I was, and you were so, seeing things, right? You're having. Um... I wasn't seeing anything visually, but it may as well have been. Um, but mainly auditory and extremely like sensory. Like I was feeling like like. I felt like I like everyone was either an angel or a demon. Like I, I could like tell. Wait, dude, sorry. You said Rachel. Who who's Rachel? My girlfriend at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay. I was with I was with uh, Rachel, my girlfriend at the time, and she would even say like, where I would just like trail off and look off into space. Um, like, and this is like six months after that when we were at school, at, in college, and she was like, "Are you having crazy thoughts again?" <laughs> and like I'd be like no <laughs> so like but um honestly the drugs the 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 marijuana use and the alcohol use that I continued to abuse after that really probably did not help I just yeah. remember a moment where so I had gotten a DUI unfortunately up in college and I moved in back in with my mom and I just had a moment where I was like oh my god I think I'm like like, I think this is like a crazy person situation where like, I'm like hearing these voices and they're, it's like really messing with me. Like I can't even like focus on anything but these, these things. And like, I remember her being in the kitchen and me saying like, I think you need to take me to the hospital. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm like hearing voices. She's like, what do you mean you're hearing voices? And I'm like, like I'm sick. Like I'm, I'm literally hearing voice. Like I'm, it must be the drugs or the alcohol, like, like acid or whatever. Something is going on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sick. Like I need help. And like that day we went and sure enough, they're like, you're experiencing hallucinations, like 
delusions. Um, and yeah, I'm, I would say that it got worse. When do you I think that that sure. decision, do you think that that decision and that experience, um, negative effects negatively affects you today to go today? No, but do I think that going to the doctor was a mistake? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking about uh, the experience of taking LSD and all of that. Do you um, think that that? I think that society would call today. it. I think that society would call it a mistake, but I don't. Like, you know, people will will say like, "Oh, well, that was your dumbass decision. Like, you decided to do that, and so now you're dealing with the consequences. And that was such a mistake. And you know, what a waste of time and and resources and brain cells. And you could have been someone different." It's like, well, if I hadn't have done that, and that hadn't happened, that friend that gave me the LSD went went on to become a heroin addict for a while. So I could be dead because he and I did everything together. So it's like. Yeah, it could have been a bad decision, but was it? Because, like, I didn't become a heroin addict and die. Right. So, like, did it happen for a reason? Maybe. Am I, like, a better person for it today? Maybe. Um, I certainly don't do drugs anymore. If you could go back and change that decision and literally relive... This is a crazy question. And, like, relive your whole life from that moment on... Would you? <laughs> then that would mean that I don't have, that I'm not here now, that I don't have the opportunities that I have right now. I mean, that I, I don't know. I, I No, I wouldn't because I'm like madly in love with my current partner. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have met her. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But like, yeah, it's always easy to fantasize and just say like, God, you know, what if, what if I hadn't have done that? You know, what if I hadn't have gotten that DUI and, and like, what if I hadn't have taken the acid and what if, you know, oh, dude, that's so easy. Like, so but, what would you say to others who want to experiment with hard drugs? Um, I would say, uh, listen to yourself first and foremost, if you think it's a good idea. Um, but really like, cause I, I knew that it wasn't a good idea and I was afraid and they've done like study. I think they've even done studies. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure there's studies have been done um, about your attitude before going into uh, a psychedelic experience. Um, even your attitude before you drink can affect the way that your drunkenness goes. Like if you're in a horrible mood, it's bound to just exacerbate things. Um, yeah. and I think that that's especially true for, um, psychedelic and psych psychotrope. Psych yeah. Psychedelic drugs. Um, don't do what is them. A psychi don't... Is, psychotropic is a word, isn't it? I can't remember what it means, so I'm not going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I would say, listen, like really, really ask yourself if you want to do it. And if it's an experience that you want please respect drugs. They're like gods and they will fucking come to get you if you disrespect them. That's all I'm going to say. And also moderation, man. I, I would have been fine if I had taken one hit, but I decided to take three. Yeah. It's worth so just, waiting that extra 20 minutes. Just moderate yourself. <laughs> just, just moderation, okay, but, but man. Maticus, Maticus, within that, yeah. don't you agree that there's a lot of people who don't, maybe know who they are 
Like, even though 18, but, you're legally an adult, do you really know who you are at 18? Like, you say, like, you know, make the judgment based off of, you know, if it feels right to you. But, like, at 18, do you really, you're still, like, forming your opinions. You're still forming your beliefs around the world, all of that. Like, I would say, personally, at, like, age 30, if you wanted to you know, experiment with something like that, then like, okay, maybe, a, you know, age 30, because then you're like, your brain is really fully developed, but like, but then you have like a job. Like, what do you, you mean? Have like, like, then you have like, th- by 30, you, you've like, you're a programmer now. You're like the big shot. Like you're, you're a, a nurse, you know, you're more busy. I yeah. Think the reason it's why a- it's so exciting when you're young is because like, there's, there's this opportunity to like, but so then at that see point, something when, new. when you're busy and you're the programmer and then you're the nerd and you're bringing in a bunch of money and you have like a really good life. Like, do you even really care that you never did a certain, a drug? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think honestly, I'm, I'm with you. I think if you, the, the longer you can wait to do drugs, the better. Uh, that being said, there's plenty of people that mess around with moderation in their 18, yeah. 19, 20, 22. No, I agree. I mean, at college is when you do these things, generally. Like, there's, so, I, I and I'm kind I don't of, know. And I'm kind Obviously, of, I want people to never do them myself, I'm, but. I'm kind of just playing the devil's advocate because I'm not, like, strictly against drugs or anything. I'm, I'm, people, I'm about you, moderation, too. I don't know if I would necessarily. They're usually really interesting people that have done psychedelics. No, totally. Totally, yeah. Like, super interesting people. A lot of them um, look homeless and live in vans. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them are making our movies today. uh, Are they? I'm sure. You can't be that creative without... I mean, you can be that creative. No, you can, for sure. But, like, I mean, you've always heard of, like, the telltale, like... I need some like motivation or like I need some some creative juices to get flowing. So I'm going to go drink a bottle of Jack. Like that's what writers do. You know, there's a re- everyone's got their thing. People get like high on marijuana to come up with like creative ideas. Right. Yeah. I think true. it was Lewis Carroll that made um, Alice. Oh, in I love Lewis Carroll. Alice in Wonderland. He wrote that and he was apparently just just ripped on some sort of drug i don't know i mean i think that, <laughs> like, that that could be a myth but i'm fairly certain that's true yeah i'm sure he was down the rabbit hole exactly exactly <laughs> yeah dude no um you don't need to do this shit but if you do do it in moderation because it can cause <laughs> a lot of pain it can cause a lot of pain and it can really mess you up yeah. like you don't want to lose years yeah it reminds so, me of mr um, deeds school is ta- for fools I, I want you to ask me about what i want to talk about um what do you want to talk about <laughs> i want to talk about about how real pain is and just like how it affects me on a day-to-day basis okay and like how i'm discovering ways to really make changes in my life to um overcome that pain okay yeah i think we're all curious about about your pain oh thanks yeah 
but and I, mean, I just when someone I just says they have a lot of pain, that... it's like really interesting. Slash, like you hope the person's okay. Yeah, like, no, what's I also going wanna, on? I also want to specify that like I don't tell the story like so that everyone's just like. Oh, uh, Kyle, Kyle, or Lunakai, 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 you know, like, I, t- I mean, I tell this story so that, like, I can, like, share experiences that others can relate to and therefore heal, um, like, through, like, connecting with another human being over similar life experiences, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a woe is me situation. It's like I no. want people to learn. That's that's why I wanted to share mine too. Is like maybe you'll learn about how LSD can affect the brain. Please do yeah. your research. Like do your research before you're gonna do something like that. Mind altering. Interesting. So please tell us more. How? What yeah, do you mean? You've me mentioned questions. this before. You've met. You've mentioned this before. What does pain look like to you? What is it? Because often you've said. The pain that I'm going through is just so much. I just find pain so fascinating. Like it's such, it's on such a fascinating complex like spectrum to me. It's, I hate it, but at the same time, I kind of like secretly love it, which I think like in some, um, what, um, neurotically kind of like fucked up way, that's, like probably part of the reason why it's still there. Like I, like, like I, that's part of like why I behave the way I do. Anyways. Um, yes, I think that it's on this like big spectrum. So it's like, it's so, it's like so fascinating in a sense because it's like, it's so complex. It, it just like comes out of nowhere. And sometimes it, sometimes it stabs and sometimes it burns a little bit and sometimes it just simmers and sometimes it just is there and it's just, just like, Hey, and other times it's screaming at you. And then other times it's like, you know, kind of like mild or whatever. And like, it's like you, it's hardly present. Um, but I wow. just find it fascinating how it's like a cooking show. <laughs> okay. There's yelling involved. There's simmering. No, I, yes. that's, that's insane. What do you mean by but, burn it? But like, are you just saying the different levels of, of pain that like, sometimes it affects you more. Sometimes it's really intense. Sometimes it's light. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel it like so hard as a thought that transfers into, um, like a feeling or a sensation that that is just like debilitating. That just Can you like give us an example of one of these thoughts. Oh God! Is that okay? I have to think. It's not even always just like directly thought based. Sometimes it's like sometimes it's hard to connect. Cause it's like such a visceral experience, but it's like, sometimes you wake up and like, I guess the thought is like, Oh, like, Oh, this reality again, this like heavy reality of life. That's just like, can be so harsh sometimes. And so that's the first thought I guess that comes along, even though like, I don't really think it consciously. I maybe think it subconsciously. Um, 
And then subsequently, I just feel these, like, bouts of, of, like, or, like, waves of, like, depression or just, like, oh, like, I have to, like, figure out if I even, like, want to get up first, like, you know, like, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just. So it's like a, like a battle. Would you say that your body answer take a moment to answer this and we'll cut out cut out the blank space but would you say that your body is now used to the to your routine in terms of would you say that your body is used to the chemicals and or perhaps even addicted to the chemicals the chemical impulses of your what you would call a normal day or week you said it was almost subconscious. That's, that's like, hard to, to answer only because, like, it comes and it goes. It really fluctuates, you know? Like, I'm going through it hard right now. At just, I think, because of certain circumstances and... Like, while I we're mean, talking right now? Uh, well, I know I just meant right. I mean, I just mean like right now in my life in general, you know, I have been for a number of months now. Um, but there's also been years and years that have gone by where like I felt very stable and I've, and I've continued to say, Oh, I like, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And then that hasn't been the case within the past, like I would say six to eight months. Um, I've been dealing intensely with like depression and just feeling, um, I wouldn't say worthless, but like not feeling my worth. Um, so yeah, so it's like, it's a hard question to answer, um, because I'm not always feeling feeling this way. I'm not always feeling these feelings, but whenever I am, I do have to say I'm constantly reminded, you know, what, how horrible the downs can be. Um, Hmm. You know, especially when the ups are like, the ups are like pretty damn good. And I just mean, I just mean living life, you know, I just mean like, Okay, yeah, because yeah, you're not talking about like a, a bipolar like up spike, like an upswing, right? You're just talking I am about actually like on medication. The ups and downs of of life. I'm on medication that allows me to control it a little bit more and talk about it a little bit more and um, be functional through it. Um, whereas before, like I wasn't even functional through it. It was just like. It just consumed all of me. And I was just like, I don't know. I was just a crazy person. But now I am, now I would say I am functional through it. I just have a greater awareness for it. Is it like a PTSD situation where you just like, you are freaking out on the inside? Like, um, yeah, no, kind of. I mean, I don't have PTSD or like, I haven't ever experienced it through war. I always yeah. think PTSD to war, but I guess you can experience diff- probably different types of PTSD. It's becoming um, a pretty commonplace word. 
Yeah. To describe various traumas. It's kind of like what we've talked about before. It's like kind of like a fight or flight mode type thing. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just really real and it's really raw and it really just makes me feel like I don't care like about anything. Like I just fucking... It's just like it's a, just like it's just so much wash. pain. It's just like so much at once. Like, and do you not see an end in sight? And and you keep mentioning real. Yeah, it's because like it's so real. It's and 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 I say that because Are there like those that say it's fake. Well, no, but there's those that, and I agree with them. Like. There's those that say that it's like kind of, um, you know, selfish Um, (laughs) and like that committing suicide is selfish. And I agree with that. Um, But I mean, I do, but I don't. But I've been through such sig, I, you know, like for my own and I obviously can't compare it to others, others uh, experience because I've never lived in someone else's body. But I believe that I have experienced some very significant uh, emotional pain and turmoil. And I just can kind of see like both sides. Like I know how, how painful it can be to be in like such deep depression. Like you just don't care about like literally anything. Um, But then I can also understand that it's like, it affects others, you know what I mean? That's not really their problem, though. That's, I mean, that's not your problem. Well, but if you're, well, I'm, I'm thinking of suicide, too. But if someone, like, I'm not saying go do it, but, like, we can't... <laughs> it's, it's like, I go back and forth with this, because it's like, dude, if the person is clearly feeling like it's not worth, like, if it's just every day is... is you want to die then let that person die it's kind of like the person who like how they have a euthanasia in other countries where like the pain is just so much i need you to just get me off of life support and just like pull the plug and that's legal but here it's like it's not i don't think it's like not yet legal here you're talking about people who have like terminal illnesses yeah where they just want to turn it off like just i just want it to end i want the pain to end. no i think that is i think that is legal here is it Wow, okay, cool. I think so. I didn't know that. I thought, yeah, that's awesome. I think it is awesome. Yeah. So I don't see a difference between that and this. And what? I don't see a difference between having a terminal illness and wanting to be a, like away from the physical pain and mel- and mental like mental pain. I don't see like a difference. Like you it's clearly like so hard. I need to pull the plug. So like True. Would you call that person selfish for wanting to pull the plug, even though they're going through so no, much pain? No, I, exactly. I personally, I personally would not. But I'm just saying, I can kind of understand how it is. I get, yeah, for sure. <coughs> I used to like feel that way. Um, my own partner was like, I think I want to end it, and I was like, I was feeling like how selfish of you to do that. But then at the same time, like. I've been there where I was like, okay, if this doesn't end by the time I'm 25, I'm literally going to do it. And luckily it ended by the, before I was 25. 
and I didn't do it, but like, yeah, I was like, this is literal hell. Like this is this, I can't do this. Like (laughs) if this continues on until then, like I'm giving myself that amount of time. And if it had been just as bad as those moments, I would totally have done it. It's like, there, yeah. This is not even worth. This isn't even worth. This isn't even life. This is. There's nothing pleasurable. Pleasurable about this. Life is. Yeah. It's not so. I mean. God damn! Ever since we got computers and jobs, everyone's just fucking depressed. <laughs> everyone know. just wants to fucking kill themselves because you're supposed to, as a human being. You're just. A, you're just a fucking animal that's smart, and you should just be able to just have fun and take baths and eat food. Like, what the and, hell? And have sex. Yeah, or what, dude. Like, dude. Oh, I gotta get a job. Oh, like, and society's pressure on you. Like, God, what the fuck? This is not, like, this is not normal. It's just a bit normal, like, normal life. Okay, I want to see how long that lasts. I want to, I'm interested to see how long this, like, corporate America job thing lasts for humanity in, in general. I, I get the feeling that in, in a couple hundred years, it's just like people are gonna be at wit's end. I wonder if if in a couple hundred years, though, technology is gonna advance to a, uh, a point where it's become even more of a detriment to society. I mean, ugh, I don't know. You think that the, as technology gets better, that it would like help people? Yeah, but I always think of that movie, uh, Wall-E. The little robot. Mm-hmm. I think it's Pixar. Mm-hmm. And all the humans. How they're they're be they're on like uh these those little hovercrafts, those like wheelchair hovercrafts. It looks great, doesn't and, it? And they're all fat. It looks great. They're just they eating don't, they food don't exercise and, and or do they're anything. Just eating food and hanging out. No, that's looks like the most depressing thing ever. Okay, but it's like the- you said, as human as human beings we have innate there's innately things that we need. We need to be outside and we need to walk around and we need to experience nature and we should be eating fruits and vegetables. And well, I mean, I won't speak for every thing or everyone. It's obviously some of my own ideologies. No, that's literally what every human being needs. And like, I, I think yeah, you can so. hard, you can hard say yes. That that's, the, that's what human beings need. <laughs> that's like, well, Maslow, yeah. isn't that like Maslow's hierarchy, food, water, shelter, like, I mean, that means, like, nature. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> nature, yeah, yeah. like, sex, like, environment. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd hope that... I mean, I'm looking forward to robots, because then there won't be anyone having to work at McDonald's. And, That's true. And, like, robots can just run everything. Ro- robots but then can... what are those people going to work doing? Oh, you or know, because yeah, we got to give them jobs. Right? Or they're going to be homeless, we right? We do. We have to give them jobs. I mean, I'm not an economist. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I think that... Um... I want you to go I want you to go read 147 economic books right now and come back within one second knowing everything about economics. Actually, that that's what technology will help us with. Yeah. You can get the chip. It'll be like the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Just download everything into your brain then money and poverty won't be an issue because then you can just like download how to become a millionaire. Yeah, that'd be perfect. (laughs) Dude, is what we're talking about interesting? Hey, can you guys actually let us know if what we're talking about is interesting, please? Like text me if you know me or send me a message and just be like, 
hey, it's interesting because of this and this and that, or uh, you should shut the fuck up because uh, it's not interesting and I hate your guts. I'm like Steve and Jobs. Then should, like, and then at least if you're going to say that, tell me why you feel that way. I'm the complete opposite. I don't care what they, I know that they, we are what they want to listen to and they don't even know it. Steve Jobs said he didn't, he never did market research because humans, they will buy whatever they have in front of them. Damn. So I'm, prov- we crook. are providing the entertainment. We're providing, we're sitting here or, or, you know, taking the time out crook. of our busy schedules to do this. So you better take what you take, what you get and be thankful. <laughs> no <laughs> but but i do i do really want it to be interesting for people so like if they can say like yeah when the times when you guys are just like talking when you guys go off topic just cut that out that's that's fine like that's yeah but i just want to hear about your pain i want to hear why you say you enjoy it so it's not enjoyable i just find pain interesting because I just find the whole idea of pain and emotions interesting because um, they're like pain is an aspect of life that I can't say that I like, but that like I know is necessary in order to live. So like I can't. Yeah. Like no one, all I'm saying is like no one, no one escapes life with like completely painlessly. Like you have to in in like inevitably every single person, all, you know every I don't know how many people have existed, but I know there's been billions of them. Um, not a single one of them has not experienced pain. Yes, so but it's a part there are of life. people that have gotten over their traumas and who had extreme pain that got over it and are now having really really great lives. Right. Well, that's not to say that you can't transcend that, but but I'm definitely saying like we all have to go through that at some point. I feel like, you know, we all have to experience some level of pain. Yeah. Unless we taught people from a young age. I mean, unless unless society was better, yeah. What do you mean? I just mean that if you were a kid in a society that was more of a of a utopia type um i think there would be less mental illness and mental pain i think there would be less pain in a type of utopia situation yeah i think that the pain is pretty common in this society i mean i look at pygmies i don't know if pygmies and and like i don't know if that's even derogatory or whatever um look at look at like tribal communities do they go through a shit ton of mental pain do they i don't know i don't think so some I think like, they experience pain in different ways, but our lifestyles are so much different than what the early humans were doing. Early humans were in pain only if, like, I mean, I guess not all of that's true, but like basically, if you were running away from a saber-toothed tiger and then you you survived, you were happy. It's like, oh god, thank god. Oh, I have food. Oh, sweet. But now, I, mean, <laughs> I know, dude, it was so much simpler. Life is like, I think that human beings have made life so hard for themselves. Yeah. Like uh, the yeah, societal totally. pressures and like, oh, you got to go make money. Oh, you don't, you don't have what, what that person has. Well, it makes you want, it doesn't, you know, like. We, it's a lot of, it's a lot of social constructionism. Yeah. And we spend our lives comparing to other people, which makes us go through a lot of pain. Oh, I wish I had a billion dollars. 
I'm in pain now. I honestly think that, um, like, actually, let me give you an example. Because I was going to say, I think that pain, pain is an integral part of life that everyone goes through. And I think it's actually can be beautiful, even though I have a love-hate relationship with pain. But to give you an example, um, I typically... I typically tend to like movies that end that have a sad ending than a a, a happy ending. Oh God, I hate those. <laughs> I can't handle it. Rebecca, I, Rebecca I loves love those. It. Like, like blo- I think that it's so much more beautiful because, like, <sighs> it's like like for instance, have you seen um, Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt? Like, I can imagine how it ends where he dies and. Well, he becomes like a baby and she dies. So Benjamin Button is like one of my favorite movies. And it's such an exemplifier of like the sadness of life, but the realness that comes along with that sadness. There's nothing more real than someone having a a disease where they are born a full grown man. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, you fucker! And then slowly but surely turns. Wait, have him. you seen it? Um, I heard about it when I was like nineteen, twenty. I like no, I was like, oh, so it's a man who's born an old man, but then slowly becomes <laughs> a young baby, and then dies because he's a baby. Okay, no, so it's but backwards. dude, you know what's you know what's funny is have you I seen? Don't typically I don't typically like sci-fi it could ta- it could probably be categorized under sci-fi because dude that is so not sci-fi it's... well sci-fi it's got to have an asp I mean it's a, I mean it's got to be it can't just it's probably not just one thing it probably fits into multiple like categories genetic, in sci-fi are there like laser beams and people in spaceships well, no, but if you think about it, like how impossible it's just the genetic. Impossi- it's just the genetic it's just, disease. It's such an it's such an impossible that like a baby. I mean, when you watch it, you realize like, okay, that's impossible <laughs> because it's literally it's literally like a CGI baby that's like ninety years old. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It's backwards. Wait, wait. So yeah, it's a ninety-year-old baby, but then as he gets as he turns and when does he die? At a hundred? Wait, I think he's in nine yeah. No wait, no. Wait, is he a ninety year old baby? You know what? I don't remember. But no no no. He die he like dies at I don't know. That's actually part of the beauty is like the funny thing is like I'm not a big I'm gonna just I'm gonna call it like sci fi because it kind of is like sci fi ish. It's like God. stuff that's like out of out of this reality that no. is like sci Kind of, or, or like, if not, if not, if not sci-fi, the funny thing is, dude, I'm not, I'm really not like, I have troubles with movies or stories that like, um, break the reality barrier, especially if they break it hard. Like I was never like really a fan of the, um, Lord of the Rings, uh, uh, movies because like, I just couldn't do like the walking trees and the orcs and like, it's just like a lot of, I can't believe I don't we're know, friends. It's just like, I know. And you love that. Dude, it's shit, literally a, a requisite to date me is that you have to like the Lord of the Rings. 
Otherwise, otherwise we have nothing yeah, in common. No, dude, I knew you were going to say that. <coughs> dude, no, like, that's fine. It's not for everybody. So you're saying that you don't like magic. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, but it's weird. I read the Harry Potter books and like I did like the Harry Potter books, but it's like a but different. It's fantastical. There's like trolls in it. There's trolls and there's centaurs and well, giants. I don't know. I'd have to read. I'd have to. You know what? It'd probably be better if I just like read it again. I don't know. I Dude. can't speak on it fully. But I'm just fair, like I'm just fair. kind of I'm it just is... kind of picky when it comes to science fiction. Um, I think that, but, um, but the reason why you like Benjamin Button is because it isn't science fiction. It's just fiction. Probably. Have you seen? Right. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you really fast. Have you seen the Time Traveler's Wife? Uh, no, I have not. It's a really sad one. You would love it. Yeah. I also really like Denzel Washington movies. Like I recently saw Flight. That was a really good movie. Ooh, that one is like a major thinker. Dude, fucking loved that movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, did you see but, Jack? Sorry, yeah, one, dude, one the more. Whole idea, the whole idea, though, really quickly was that um, like sadness is like really real and really raw and really painful um mm. but it's like so integrated into life and beauty and art and just everything that you it's just part of it's part of our reality so and our reality is be- in beautiful in many ways so that makes like sadness beautiful in certain ways too and people also use it to like craft stories and narratives that um that create for really good like movie plots or but it's usually um, like a hero's journey where something good happens at the end not always i don't know about you but i've seen like a lot of um like uh like movies with like you know sad like like very heartbreaking endings did you see la la land uh i did yes hated it because it wasn't a happy ending (laughs) i can't i don't i don't remember the plot okay i I have to say just one more thing about the benjamin button thing did you know that there is a movie that's the same thing but backwards but it's um robin williams playing like a young kid that's nine years old but he's like 38 and then he like gets really yeah, really old. Yeah, it's called Jack. It's called Jack. Yes, I've I just seen it. Uh, wanted to see if you had had seen that. That's all. Yeah, they're very different movies. That's all. They're they're very different <laughs> movies. I just think it's funny that it's the opposite. You know, it's like it's, well, fuck you. It's been done before. <laughs> dude when i was a kid i was like i need to go become an actor slash director slash screenwriter screenwriter because hollywood looks like it needs a lot of help yeah spider-man 10 spider-man infinity <laughs> spider-man we don't know where else to go from here with yeah. our movies dude i was just watching um I was just watching, I've been watching South Park again, and I just watched this, the Awesome South Park episode, the Awesome 4000 or whatever it is, where Cartman, like, pretends to be a robot, oh, and, like, my come, God. like, goes to, like, Butter's house, and Butter's is like, oh, man, my, like, my, my real life robot, and then, like, 
Cartman like befriends him and like get gets Fetters all excited and then he's about to like tell him that he's he's like fucking with him um and but uh and like take the co- like take the costume off and it's like so it's so obviously Cartman too because it's like it's his voice completely <laughs> <laughs> and then Butters is like but Cartman doesn't know one of my secrets I know that like when like I I have video of him like singing and dancing in his backyard to a with like a Britney Spears cutout and like kissing it and then Cartman's like he's the robot and he's like you saw that <laughs> <laughs> oh god Dude, anyway, you saw that sorry I just went off on a tangent no that's cool I'm sure that everyone everyone likes South Park. All right, so did we cover everything? Like, did we get enough stuff? Like, how should we do our outro? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to us yet again. Yeah, thanks for tuning in again, guys. We're just, we're doing the best we can. We know it's probably a little bit, um... uh, Know that it's amazing and that you just love every single episode as if it's just gold and platinum it's maybe a a little bit disorganized we don't really always know how exactly we're coming into these uh these conversations we succeeded they now know about my peppered past and now they know that you love and hate pain and that you're going through a lot yes that is and that they should only do drugs if they're really sure they want to do it and if they're going to do it then moderate but don't do it exactly what you said that we could have just summed up the whole thing with that all right. Hey, I'm going to say good night. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Have yourselves a really nice day and or night. And um, spread a little Christmas cheer. And happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. And happy, and happy to you. Almost, like, you happy Christmas, Ron. Really, happy Christmas, Harry. Happy <laughs> Christmas, Ron. I just told my mom about that. She's like, oh, that is the cutest thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's just an inside joke. We don't like Harry Harry Potter. Susie. (laughs) Susie is hilarious. That is the cutest thing. (laughs) Stay tuned for more madness next week. (laughs) Stay tuned for more madness next week with Lunakai and Maticus. I like that. That was that's gonna be the outro. Yeah, that's it. Alright. Later guys. I'm ending the recording. Stay tuned for more madness next week. <laughs>